Hello, everybody. Welcome once again. As we continue on in a series we're doing on the church, uh, this is the eighth part in this series, and so we're, we're moving right along. There's a lot to talk about in the church, but uh, well, we'll go into the new year with it anyway, uh, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll change from there. But, um, uh, and I wasn't here last weekend. I, I got to go and preach up at the church in o- Ocala, the church we started up there some years ago, and it was neat to be up there, but I missed you guys, but I wanted to thank everybody that stepped in, and uh, uh, Pastor Billy, who stepped up and preached, and Pastor Fran and Georgina and Doug and everybody that did uh, all that they did. Thank you so much. Um, um, there's no place like home. It's fun to get away. Neat group up there. It's a, it's a lot like ours, only it's different. And uh, that sounded really good, right? It's a lot like ours, but completely different. Because <laughs> it's in Ocala and it's different. Um, but it was great to be with them and we had a great time and that was fun. But uh, it's good to be back. And anyway, so um, uh, thanks again to, for Pastor Billy stepping in and preaching. I, and I listened to his message. It was great. And uh, I know you just had to enjoy him. Uh, he's a lot of fun, but now you're stuck with me once again. And uh, I'm talking about the church. And just as a quick reminder then, we started talking about the church. And the thing that I keep coming back to and I want to make sure you hear from me is that when you read about the church in the New Testament, it always refers to people. It's either referring to the people from the time of the, you know, Pentecost and Jesus and and forward, uh, all the believers through that period of time, or it refers to a group of people in a specific place. But whenever you hear about the church, that's what it's talking about. It's always about people. And the reason I keep bringing that up is I want to make sure that you understand the idea. We have a tendency now culturally to compartmentalize church as something that we do. So we go to church. Uh, you know, and we go Saturday or Sunday or Wednesday, whenever it is we go, we go to church. But see, um, you, we come and gather corporately as the church here in this facility, but you're the church. The church is about people. And so you're the church. And so you're the church while you're here. You're also the church when you're not here. Um, you're just not gathered corporately. At that point, you're the church um, individually, but we're, we're the body of Christ 24-7. We're the church. And, and I, I just think it's important that you allow that to resonate with you a little bit. Um, you know, not to the point where you can't say, oh, I'm, I'm going to the facility. I don't say that. I always say, you know, I'm going to church. But uh, I want you to think about the, the bigger concept in that you're the church. It's about people. And since it's about people, um, a big part of this whole thing is about relationships. And I said it's about our relationship with God. It's about our relationship with the people of God. And it's about our relationships with the future people of God, which is all about mission. And we'll get into mission here um, in a few weeks. But what I want to start talking about today is fellowship. Now, we've spent time talking about worship and what that looks like, that we're to be a worshiping community. And then we spent quite a few weeks talking about discipleship and that that's a big part of what we do. But um, these last two pieces uh, uh, that we're going to talk about are fellowship and mission. And so we're going to talk about fellowship um, over the next few weeks and what that means to us and, and how, you know, our fellowship is it's about certainly our relationship with one another. It also impacts our relationship with God. And in some ways, it impacts our relationship with the future people of God. But it's primarily about our relationships with the people of God. And so I want to talk about that today. That's the intro. Transition, always time for a bad joke. Thank you. And Billy gave you a very bad joke last week following suit. Not always easy to do, but I've topped it with a worse joke than he told. What did one pile of sand say to the other? How you doing?
Thank you very much. I appreciate Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's a sand joke, right? You can use that in your thing now. How you doing? <laughs> and the scripture reading is here on purpose. Thank you very much. Acts 2, 42 through 47. We've done this a few times, but I want to keep it in front of you. It's what we're using as a foundation for our entire series. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and good, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And blessed be the word of the Lord. Now, I love that um, passage of Scripture there in Acts. It's a great description of the church. I love what's happening, what's going on. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of um, um, the church is being the church. And because the church is being the church, uh, it's impacting the world around them. And many people are coming to know Jesus. And we're going to certainly move into that part of what this is all about when we start talking about mission. But today we're going to talk about fellowship. And uh, first point in your notes, what is fellowship? What is fellowship? And so um, the idea of Christian fellowship is believers in Christ coming together in unity, love, and humility to mutually support and encourage one another. That's the idea behind fellowship. Now the, the word that's translated fellowship is a Greek word koinonia. And uh, a fascinating word, koinonia. Um, it occurs 20 times in the Bible. Literally it means fellowship, sharing in common, or communion. And the, the first time the word is used is in our uh, scripture reading, Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So it's the first time that it's used. It's used 20 times after that. Um, and um, this is the idea of believers gathering together to mutually support and encourage one another in unity, in love, and in humility. And, and it's, a, it's a vital and vibrant part of being a believer, this idea of fellowship. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the underlying reason as to why almost every time you come to one of our services, there's food here. Um, people think we just like food, and it's true. But uh, it's a bigger purpose. The, the reason that when you come, like, then we'll do breakfast all day tomorrow and lunch. You know, we do two breakfasts and a lunch. We do dinner tonight. We do dinner Wednesday night. There's usually snacks on the other things that meet. Um, there's coffee. Um, the reason we do that is because of it's, it's a biblical fellowship that we're looking at. And this kind of fellowship um, is significant in the early church. It's significant in the way that it impacts people. And so um, I know it's, it's a fun thing, and people, but, but it's, it's why we do these things, is to promote fellowship. There's something about sitting around a table with other believers that is extremely impactful in your life. And so we, we try and encourage that with one of the things that we do. And so um, our fellowship then, point number two, occurs within the body of Christ. This, this fellowship that we're talking about occur, occurs, occurs within the body of Christ. So um, this, this idea of Christian fellowship then is, is something that happens with the people of God. 
Um, our relationships with the future people of God, that's different. We'll talk about that in mission. That's, it's, it's important, but it's different. It has more to do with mission than it does to do with fellowship. Um, our fellowship, this, this idea of koinonia in the Greek, is, is about our relationship. Um, it's something that happens with other believers, and there's a reason for that. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 14 says, The body is a unit, and though it's made up of many parts... Um, and though all his parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So um, this idea of, of Christian fellowship happens in the body of Christ. We're united to one another by common beliefs, values, and purposes in Christ. We are filled with the same Holy Spirit who indwells each of us and leads and guides us. So the fellowship that happens between believers is different than fellowship that we can have with anybody else. Um, now, we come to that with a lot of different sort of ideas and things that happen around us, but the core of our beliefs and values based on Jesus is, is the same and it's how we have fellowship and togetherness. And this is important because in, in, in John 18, 36, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. And so as believers uh, in Christ, we are part of the kingdom of God. And, and so that the way that we look at life as believers is different than the way that the world around us perceives the events that are taking place, the activities in their lives, the circumstances that are going on. We have a, a, a different perspective and because of the Holy Spirit. Um, than, than the people around us. And we talk about how important it is that we realize that. Um, and uh, because, in effect, we're strangers in the world um, and our shared longing... See, the longing that we share is, is our, you know, for eternal home. We have a longing for heaven, all of us, in Christ. It becomes a, a part of uh, who we are. Um, our fellowship, then, our Christian fellowship, our koinonia, helps us to stay focused on the things of the kingdom and that allows us to redeem the time for his glory while we wait for his return, which is extremely important in this whole process. And so as, as believers gathering together, we support one another, we encourage one another, we pray for one another, we, we love one another, we, we're called to these things together, and it, it only happens in this context. Um, and so it's very important. Philippians 2, 1 and 2 say, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. So, so we get together uh, to mutually encourage and support one another, uh, in, and that's a big part of fellowship. Now thirdly, our fellowship then is also based in Christ. It's based in Christ. Our fellowship or koinonia with one another is based on our common fellowship or koinonia with Jesus. 1 John 1, 6 and 7. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we live and, and uh, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So as believers in Christ, we... we uh, we, we have fellowship with him. Um, we're also to have fellowship with one another. Life as a believer is not a solo undertaking where we work out our relationship with God in isolation from other 
believers. Um, our relationship with God is enhanced and developed in our relationship with one another. Um, and so that's why we need one another. That's why we gather together. You can't do this thing as a, in a, as a solo. You just can't. The, if you ever look at the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I think I got them. Um, all of those are developed in the context of relationship. Um, you know, love, um, joy, peace, patience. You know, we talk about that. It's, it's quite easy to be patient um, it's by yourself, but let somebody else's actions impact you, and you'll find that you don't have much patience. Um, it's developed in the context of relationship. All of them are. And so um, that's developed in, in relationship. We need one another. We need uh, iron sharpens iron. It's the whole thing that's taking place in that dynamic of Christian fellowship. So we need one another. And with that in mind, that, that phrase, the one another phrase, um, fourth point is this, that our fellowship is expressed in one another. One another. Um, we learn about this fellowship, this koinonia, um, uh, and what it looks like, we can look at the Bible, and there's a bunch of phrases, that, a bunch of Bible verses that include that phrase, one another. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take some time in the weeks ahead to talk about some of those things, because I think it expresses this idea of, of fellowship or koinonia extremely well. Now, this idea of one another, um, it's two words in English. It's only one word in, in Greek, which is alelon. Kind of sounds like all alone. That's how I remember how to say it, but it's not. All alone. And uh, um, the, the, it's used 100 times in 94 New Testament verses. And 47 of those verses are instructions for the followers of Jesus. And what we'll find, because um, we're, we're not going to look at them all, but we'll look at quite a few of them. One third of them are about um, unity in the church. Another third of them are about how we're to love one another, and about 15% um, are about the importance of humility. So those will be the main three things we look at in the weeks ahead, the one another verses about unity, about love, and about humility in the process. And I've said to you when we started, that's what we get together for um, in fellowship for. Um, but there's others that don't fit as well into those categories that are still very important. So I thought I'd list a few of them for you and uh, I just want you to dwell on these this week um, and, and we can start putting these one another's into place which would be really good. Uh, Romans 14, 13, therefore let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. Well, that's a pretty good verse. Um, I'm not going to dig deep into that today but you, you should think about that. That's a, that's a good one. Um, anybody here ever pass judgment on any, anybody? Yeah, maybe you don't need that one then. We're all good. We never do that. Nah. Hmm. Galatians 6 2. This is going to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. That each other there is one another's, right? It's really all alone. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. That's pretty good. We're not to judge them, we're to sort of see how we can help them on the journey. Ephesians 4.25 Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor for we're all members of one body. That's actually one another there at the end. We're all members of one another. That's kind of an interesting way to say that, but that's the word. We're, we're members of one another. Um, we should put off falsehood and speak truthfully. Colossians 3.9 is just like that. Do not lie to one another since you have taken off your old self with its practices. That's, that's pretty good. Um, we need to be thinking about how we can be truthful with one another and what that looks like and, and uh, how important that is in our relationships. First Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another 
and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So there's that. We talk about encouragement here all the time. Um, it's important to encourage others. You know, that's one of the things we, I encourage you to do every time we get together, right? Be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one lost child back to dad. Every day you should go out of your way to encourage at least two people. Make it a, make it a point of your life. At least two people, at least two people every day. And be th- the important thing is really starting by being thankful every day for five things. It's just, that will change the entire way that you look at life. Two people to encourage so we can get one lost child back to dad. That's our mission. Uh, James 5.16, confess your sins to each other, to one another, and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Um, we all need someone in our lives that we can be transparent with. Um, I, I think um, you're blessed if you have someone. If you have two or three people, you're really blessed. Well, you, you, you're just free enough that you can, you can just be transparent. Now, it, you, you, you know, there's some things that not everybody can handle, um, and so that takes discernment. You, you, you know, the, the, we can't tell everybody everything. We need to make sure they're not going to repeat it, and they're, they're safe with our information and stuff. But um, you, you need to have a place that's safe where you can talk about all the things that are going on. And, um, and deal with that and so that you, you know, they can pray for you and you can pray for them and um, get, you can be healed. Um, the, the healing that takes place from not carrying around a bunch of junk where, where you know, sometimes the enemy will, will convince you that you're the only one that struggles with certain things and, and so you bottle them up and think no other believer has ever struggled with these things and if you can get to someone safe, you can start to talk about those things and find out that, that you know, the, the, the attack is, is what it is and uh, that we can deal with it and it's uh, very effective in our lives. So, that's just some of those verses. Um, you can see, um, you know, summarizing those, don't judge each other, help bear each other's burdens, speak truthfully to one another, encourage one another, confess our sins to one another, pray for one another and, and that's a pretty good start, I think. Um, you can work on that this week. Get all that right before you come back next week. <laughs> you got a week? I'm giving you a whole week. Six or seven things. You get the idea. The importance of um, understanding that God is so amazing that He puts us in relationship with Him and He puts us in relationship with one another so that, that we can um, grow that we can um, walk this thing out while we wait for his return that he hasn't left us alone he's, he's filled us with his spirit and he's given us each other and, and um, we need one another and, and sometimes you know it's, it's not always easy so, you know sometimes we, we, we'll bump heads a little bit but it causes us to stop and to look and to think about you know why and, and what's going on and, and that that's an important part of how we grow in him and, uh, and, you know, we all come together as part of the body of Christ and we bring our, our gifts and our talents and our struggles and our, we bring our strengths and our weaknesses. We bring them all together and there in the midst of that, um, there's Jesus and, and the Spirit helping us and we grow. And we're, we, we become people, the mission that we're called to be in that dynamic. So that's the idea, the, sort of the intro to fellowship. We're going to be talking more about fellowship over the next several weeks. I'm looking forward to that, and we'll be looking at those one another verses. If you want to go and look at some of them, you can. But um, that's where we're headed. And then uh, by the time we finish talking about fellowship, it, we'll do a couple of messages about Christmas, and then we'll start talking about mission. So, because uh, you, you believe it's almost Christmas. Is that crazy? I know, I don't mean to bypass Thanksgiving, but because I like Thanksgiving, that's a good one. But it seems like it's... Thanksgiving doesn't get much of a deal at the store as the other ones. 
It's already Christmas at all the stores. We were in the malls last week. Christmas everywhere. I'm like, what happened to Thanksgiving? It gets turkey and football and you move on your way. Anyway, you don't need to hear any of that. That was all extra. Uh, if you're watching by video or on TV, thank you. Appreciate your time. If you need prayer, go to our website. And uh, there's a place for prayer there. You can call us. We'd love for you to visit sometime when you get a chance. But um, that's good for today.